0: well wow. good morning friends welcome to 2023 good night that seems like a lot of years doesn't it especially for those of you in this room that were born in 1923 that's been a lot of years we don't have anybody there but we got some pretty close and i love it that god's given you life and you get to live in 2023 you know watching that video reminds me presses me just encourages my heart so much that, man, God loves us so much. What He has done for us is is mind-blowing. It it is life-affecting. And because we're loved like that, it's not just something that we take in and receive from God. It's something that we're supposed to also give away. And some of us in this room today are or have this feeling of being unfulfilled because we've just taken it in and we're not giving it away. You see, people long to be loved. People will do almost anything to be loved. People will will even sacrifice their morals, their who they are, They'll, they'll sacrifice the way they were raised in order to be loved. We see it online all the time. People will do anything to get one more like, which is really we're looking for one more love. And so we get messed up on this. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We want to be liked. And this is normal because God put this, this thing inside us that actually desires To be loved he made us like this he he, he created us like this to desire love it's normal and we can and we often do mistake what is real love sometimes we miss it sometimes we just long for it we thrive to experience real love and that's what that's what the skit guys there were talking about, was what real love is all about. And why we want to be loved so desperately. Why we desire to have that kind of fulfillment in our lives. Things happen in our lives that will sometimes keep us from even attempting to love others. Just walk here with me for a second. We get hurt. We get mistreated. We get lied to we get misled sometimes we're just left unloved and in those cases when we experience that in our life then kind of the last thing we want to do is actually try to love somebody else because every time we've tried to love what happened we get hurt so what do we do we just hold back we we refuse to love like that it's hard for me to believe it's been this long but uh I think, it's been, I think it's been 37, maybe 38 years now when I preached the very first sermon I ever preached at First Baptist in Athens, Alabama as about an 18-year-old. And it was uh, entitled Love. <laughs> Creative. Creative. But the part that I didn't have to be creative for was a, a devotion that I had read in one of my first years of coming to Jesus. It came from a, a book called Quest for Character by uh, Chuck Swindoll. And in that book, as you started the second half of that book, this one section just it, just, it just took everything from me. It helped me realize what was right and what was wrong. It helped me understand actually what love is. Uh, C.S. Lewis wrote this in a book called The Four Loves. And here's just a brief quote that he said in this book that, that, that shook me. I hope it affects you in the same way. He said this, to love at all is to be vulnerable. To love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one. Not even an animal. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or the coffin of your selfishness. But in the casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. It means you got to take a chance. It means that it could cost you. And here's what I see with God. And There's only two things on this outline for you. But the first one is this. God made himself vulnerable. He started this whole thing. He created it the way it is. He brought us out from this so that we could understand it. He helped us to understand what to be vulnerable actually means. He showed us this. Matter of fact, he did it in a verse that most of us memorized as a kid. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, and this is a little different translation in the New Living Translation just because I want us to pay attention to it and not just go through our heads and what we've got memorized. But in John chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, For this is how God loved the world. And look at how he did it. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Now There's a couple things. It's a very common verse. It's a very thing that we're used to seeing, and used to hearing. But I just think we need to understand this. God never wanted to destroy. God never wanted to destroy the, the very creation that he created, the one that he spent so much time and so much care and so much perfection and so much, so much rightness in putting us and building us together to make these bodies work the way they do for as long as they'll work. He never wanted to destroy his creation. But he is holy. And he is righteous. And because he is holy and because he is righteous, he has to punish sin. If he did not, he would not be a just God. So he has to, to do, he has to act, he has to love the way that he does. But in doing that, he had to make himself vulnerable. And sometimes we get mixed up with this because we think that the way that God made himself vulnerable, we think that that maybe that was some kind of backup plan when he sent Jesus down to earth. It's not at all. It was his plan from the very beginning. He knew this was how this had to go. The kind of love that would make God love the way he did and the way that he does is an incredible kind of love. And actually, it's the only way that God can love. And the word for the love that God has for us that God has for his creation is the word agape. And try as we may, we'll never match it. It's an impossibility. But try as we should by the power of the Holy Spirit, 100%. It's what he's called us to do. It's the way that he's called us to live. Here's what agape is, just in some simple, simple words. Agape love is sacrificial. It's willing to give or to give up. Agape love is unselfish. Agape love is like 100% unselfish. And if we try with all we had, we will not be completely unselfish. Agape love is unconditional. Yeah, but. There's no yeah, but with agape love. Agape love, it proves itself through actions. It's a love that does. It's a love that acts. So how did God love mankind? How did God prove his love? Well, he says it right there in John chapter 3.16. He gave. He gave his most precious. It wasn't a possession. It was part of him, his own son. He gave. That's what he did. He gave. That's how he proved himself. He gave of himself. And the way God gave is agape love. God didn't, God didn't have to prove himself. He chose to love this way. And because he's loved like that, that ought to motivate us. That ought to change us. It ought to encourage us. Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, we see where this actually happens. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. That was when he gave Jesus to us with God with skin on. He gave his one and only son. Now, I'll be honest, I don't get that. As frustrated as I've been with two sons. I can't imagine ever wanting to give one up for you or for me. That, that messes with my mind to know that he was willing to give up his one and only son. I don't understand it, but I sure do appreciate it. God's love is different from our love. It's not the same. God's love It's God's nature. It's who he is. It's his essence. God's love is selfless. It's sacrificial. It's unconditional. God's love is demonstrated. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says it like this, but God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Just stop for a second and think about the worst sin that you've committed in your life. The one that you wish nobody else would ever know about. God proved his love and that even though you sinned that sin, Christ died for that sin. All the rest of them as well, as long as you put your faith in him, that's where that grace goes. It's where it happens. So God could could not have made himself more, more vulnerable than making himself human, than to make himself Emmanuel, God with us, he put everything on the line because of that great love. You're beginning to get the picture of how much he loves you, how crazy he is about you. It, it, uh, Francis Chan wrote a book years ago called Crazy Love, and it demonstrates God's incredible love for us and then how we are to give that love away. That's what we are called to do. Philippians chapter 2, verse 7-8, instead he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and he was born as a human. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. He gave everything. He gave up everything. He was willing to lay it all down for you and for me. And that doesn't make sense, but I sure am glad he did. John chapter 15 and verse 13 says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. We are friends of God. He laid down his life for us. On the second thing on your outline, it says this. It says, we have to make ourselves vulnerable. In order to love like Jesus, in order to love as God did, in order to even begin to, to, to mimic that in any way, we have to make ourselves vulnerable. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7 says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. And anyone who loves is a child of God, And knows God. And we're talking about agape. We're talking about love that is sacrificial, unconditional, doesn't care what's happened before. I'm willing to walk with you through it. That's the kind of love that he's talking about here. God's call, God's desire for us as children, his children, is to love. To love like he loves. Love is not something that he's asking us to consider, think about, pray about. It's something he's calling us to do. It's a command that he's given to us for our lives. It's what we are supposed to do. It's who we are supposed to be. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, the very next verse says, But anyone who does not love does not know God. And look at why. For God is love. You see how that works? Yeah. If you love, you love because God has put it in you. If you don't love, do you hear what's happening? It's because he's not there. That's a problem because God is love. You can't make this stuff up. So loving our friends, loving our families, loving our neighbors, all these things, they require action. Love is a verb. It has to be something that goes out from us. It has to be something that is given sacrificed from us. So loving people is the action step of loving God. Matthew chapter 22 reminds us that we're supposed to love God with our, everything about us, our heart, soul, mind. And then he says the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So because we love God, we love others. Love starts with the heart, but it's demonstrated with our actions. It's where we have to go to. It's what has to happen in our lives. First John chapter 4, 11, if you go on just a little further in 1 John, it reminds us this. That because God loved us, we ought to love others. So we're familiar with John 3:16. God loves the world so much that He gave His only Son that whoever would believe in Him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. But we're familiar with 1 John chapter John 3 and verse 16. Because it matters. Here's what it says: We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and our sisters. We know what Love is, and love causes us to give up ourselves for the sake of others. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul says this, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. And one of those things is love, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us, and He offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Now you know this because you've lived life long enough. If you love like this, it will cost you. If you love like this, it, there's going to be pain. If you love like this, there's going to be tears. There's going to be it's going to hurt. If you love like this, I'm just tell, it's often going to be inconvenient. It's never going to be just as you planned it. If you love like this, you just got to hear this. It can take everything from you. Because that's exactly what happened to Jesus when he loved like this. It took everything. But loving people like Jesus, loving people like Jesus loved people. I'm just telling you, God says it's worth it. And if you've loved like this and you've experienced it like this, then you know it's worth it. Because people have loved you like this through the power of Christ. And now we ought to love others like that. Closing at the end of the four loves, C.S. Lewis had one more line in his, love is vulnerable, and here's what he said. The only place outside heaven where you can be perfectly safe from the dangers and the perturbations of love is hell. It's the only place you can completely escape it. That's the only place because it comes from heaven. Remember we sang the very first song. we sang heaven came down. We want heaven to fall down on us. We're, talking about, we're not talking about a place falling down on us. We're talking about the God of heaven. We're talking about Christ. We're talking about his Holy Spirit. That's what we want to fall down on us. And the only place that you can escape that love is hell. And I'm just telling you, I've read the book enough to know you don't want to go there. To escape the hurt and the pain. So how can we demonstrate real, genuine love? How can that happen in our lives? How can that be part of who we are? Because if we're going to love people like Jesus did, the love that we will give will often go to people who we feel like it is undeserved. It, it will go to people like, like Jesus went to, like the woman at the well. The woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, it will go to that kind of person. It will go to the person like uh, the example of the prodigal son where the father's uh, son took everything and wasted it all. And then the father stood there waiting for him to come back. Can you imagine the pain and the hurt that happened in all of that? It will be that kind of love. It will be the kind of love where we caught and Jesus was criticized over and over again for eating with sinners. And you will be too if you love people the way that Jesus loved people. Uh, Jesus touched people who were sick. While we've been scared to death for the better part of the last three years about getting some disease that crossed and took lives, Jesus was the one who went to the leper and touched the leper and made him well. So it doesn't live in fear. It lives by grace in the Son of God. So how do we be this kind of friend? Well, if you're going to write anything on your hand because you don't have paper, write these things down, okay? All right? Otherwise, find some spot to jot this down or make sure you pull up that uh, outline that, that Drew told you about. I think one of the most important things we do is be that friend. Just open yourself up to be that friend, that friend that somebody needs. Sometimes people just need a friend and that means spending time with people which means you have to give up some of you for other people and we need to do that and one of the other ways we can do that in that same thing is pray for them. Be that friend that prays for them that's there for them, that's willing to sacrifice for them. Here's a a second one, quick. Share their burdens. You know, we pass by each other as we come in this hall a few minutes ago and as we pass by like that, Happy New Year, how you doing? Did you have a good Christmas? Oh, it's great. For some of us, it's been a load. For some of us, it's been really, really hard. Some have spent time in hospitals. Some have been sick. Talked to one of our staff members this morning that's not feeling well and They haven't even gotten to get together with family for Christmas yet because somebody in the family has been sick this whole time. Merry Christmas, right? You know, sometimes the load's too heavy for us. And that load that's too heavy for us is also too heavy for people around us. And when we can still pick up, when we can still go, when we still know where our hope comes from, you know what we ought to do? We ought to go pick that load up and bear some of that burden alongside them. Share their burdens. Here's another one. This is so important. Be iron that sharpens iron. There's a whole scripture passage, a whole study on this right here that we press one another on to what we were created to do to be the person that God called us to be with the other believers specifically. To help people become all that Christ created them to be. Sometimes people just need to be pressed on to fight the good fight, to not give up, to not quit. And I'm just telling you, when people are wanting to quit, you might catch some darts. You might get hurt because they don't want to hear what you got to say. They don't want to hear the truth. Encouragement can go so far. Just a couple more, two more. Uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. We learned this in kindergarten and first grade called the golden rule. Jesus quotes it from the book of Leviticus, just, just so we know. That he said this first. It wasn't your first grade teacher. Sometimes people are mistreated by just about everyone. What if we're not one of those? What if we're the one that actually shows? Jesus actually said this. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12 Do to others what you would have them do to you. Quote, unquote. And then he goes on and says, for this fulfills all the law and the prophets. Because here's the deal. Jesus knows this. You can't fake this for long at least. You can't make this up. You can't create this on your own. It has to become because Christ has come in you and he's changed you and now you love other people. The last one. Ironically, Glenn Pulled this one out of the hat and didn't even know what he had done. But this one's so important. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Somebody you know, somebody you love, somebody you work with, somebody you go to school with, somebody in your family. It's not going to be fixed, but it needs to be forgiven. Sometimes people need a second chance. This is an opportunity for you and me to respond to what Christ has already done for you. Jesus didn't avoid the cost that it would have cost if he had not chosen to be vulnerable, if he had not chosen to be loved. He did not avoid that. He embraced it. And you know it at this point that love is worth it. 100%. How else we could, could we take an element of death, like death on a cross, and make it our greatest victory? Because he made himself vulnerable. He was God. If he wasn't willing to die there, you know what would have happened? Nothing. He wouldn't have died. But he made himself vulnerable. Vulnerable. To the point of death, death on a cross, he embraced it. Love was worth it, and love is worth it. And when we love like Jesus, love is worth it. But you have to know that it's impossible to love like Jesus if he hasn't already changed you. Jesus was asked, how do we come to you, Lord? And he said, repent and believe. You turn away from self, you turn away from who you are, you turn away from what you know breaks the very heart of God, that breaks His law, that breaks His heart, and you trust Him by grace through faith in the Son of God that was willing to become vulnerable and give everything for you. We're going to sing a song again. Honestly, if you are riding around with me in my truck, you would think, well, I'm just in Ross's truck because once he gets hooked on something, he gets hooked on it and he hangs onto it really, really hard. But greater still is on my playlist right now. And it's over and over and over and over again because the words are so powerful. Just think about what it says. My sin was great, but your love was what? Greater. No matter what you've done, Christ has something for you. And it's the ultimate gift. It is eternal life that if you would trust him by grace through faith, everything changes. I want you to stand with me, please. Drew's going to be down here. I'm going to be down here. Roger's in the room too. If you need to talk to somebody and get something right with Jesus, I want you to do that today in this moment. If you'll pray with me right now, Father, you know what's going on in hearts. You know how we've been hurt You know how we've been discouraged. You know how we've been lied to. You know how we don't even want to love sometimes, God. But we need your love. So God, may we first trust you. And then God, may we give that away. Break our hearts down to such a place that we realize just how much you've loved the way you made yourself vulnerable. Help us respond to you. In Jesus' name.